It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The 2024 NFL Combine is upon us, and today's show is committed to all the things you should and shouldn't care about coming out of Indianapolis throughout the week. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team. Every day we don't just say it, we live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Write down new customers. Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And it's the most wonderful time of the year. One of the most wonderful times of the year along with the start of training camp and the NFL draft and the start of the league calendar year in March for free agency and opening weekend of NFL football and the start of the playoffs. Um, The NFL has done an outstanding job of giving you just enough breadcrumbs to constantly get you fired up for something. And this is one of those events. The NFL combine has kind of become a off season pillar. It's become a week's worth of network television and a week before and probably two weeks after of breaking everything down. And it's kind of the last cornerstone for me to kind of piece together whatever you get the whole league that congregates in Indianapolis and they talk, right? And not just talk on TV. They talk at bars and restaurants and in late night drinking sessions and and hangouts and early morning coffees and at the gym, like people around the league for as much as this is about the prospects who come in and test and interview, it's about the first cornerstones and keystones and foundational pieces of, of the off season and the league calendar year, which starts next month in a couple of weeks. Um, Those gears start turning now. So we want to talk about the things you should care about and the things that you should not care about from the NFL Combine this week. It is smokescreen season, and I I readily acknowledge that. But there will be some stuff that you hear throughout the week as the infused rumor mill, and everything's out there for a reason. Some of it will be true. So I put less stock in the draft predictions just because 
teams don't finalize and set their draft boards until the beginning of April. And then they get like two weeks off and then they come in and they're ready to go. Very few teams know who they're going to draft or who we want to draft on March 1st. Well, maybe the team at the top knows, but there's, there's a lot of space between that needs to be filled out. And some of that's filled by free agency. So free agency is kind of where you start to hear the rumblings, right? It's where you started to hear the rumblings of Tom Brady leaving New England when he left in free agency, as an example. There was somebody that I was with got a phone call and said, hey, man, like sounds like Tom's really going to go. And that happened in Indy from people around the league being together. So the NFL side of things, the NFL player personnel side of things and free agency side of things, I think there's, there's value. Now you take everything with a grain of salt because you know other stuff is agents trying to drum up values for their players or teams trying to mitigate leverage for negotiations, whatever. But I care about the NFL rumor mill that comes out of Indianapolis, not the draft rumor mill. Uh, as far as the players themselves that are that are coming in the prospects, uh, this week is designed to be a gauntlet for a reason. It's supposed to uh, test you in just about every way, including your mental fortitude. Um, there are certain things that are well-known and established, and players who don't take the ordinary precautions um, are players that like I care about that. If you come in, you know the first thing you're going to do when you get to Indianapolis as a prospect is they're going to take you to the hospital and you're going to get a physical and an exam and you're going to get a blood test. And if you fail the blood test for whatever, you knew that was coming for months. It's a bit of a red flag. I care about stuff like that. Uh, I care about certain tests for certain positions. If you tell me an offensive lineman runs a 4-8, it's cool. It's an amazing athlete. I don't really care that he ran a 4-8. I care about his 10-yard split, which is the first 10 yards, because that's what replicates the football movement. For pass rushers, I care a lot about your 10-yard split, which, again, is your replicated burst off the line of scrimmage, but then I also care about your three-cone drill. Three-cone drill is where you run to the line, Come back to the line, go back to the line you ran into at first, make a 90-degree turn around that cone, run another 10 yards or whatever it is, and make a 180-degree turn around that cone, and then you come back and you run through to the first line where you started the drill initially. Seven seconds is good. But for pass rushers, that emulates the football element of, I got to dip the inside shoulder and rush the outside track against uh Tyron Smith or Teron Armstead or whoever for um, other positions like wide receivers, running backs, 40 yard dash obviously has a little bit more merit. Uh, there's kind of this new push now also for GPS tracking and timing. Uh, we're working on having enough years of empirical data to maybe further mitigate the 40 yard time and stuff like that. Um, but that's uh it's another element of just knowing what tests are relevant for what positions and not having a blanket application 
Uh, there's tests for all players and positions that are valuable, but not all tests are equally valuable as well. So those are some of the things that I care about at the NFL Combine. But what shouldn't you care about at the NFL Combine? And this will be my, I'm, I'm leaving today. I'm getting on a getting in car and driving to the airport as soon as I'm done recording this. And I'm flying to Indy. So the rest of the week will be from Indy. This will be my sixth NFL Combine. And I've been in the space for, to, to what's 2024, 11 years now. Aging myself a little bit. That's okay. Um, so you get a pretty good, pretty good feel for the event. And if you do have the chance, they have made it a fan destination event as well. So if you have the opportunity to go or you're close to Indy, give it some food for thought. See what comes through. Now, what should you not care about? We're also going to get into some players specifically for Miami, but... Uh, just to kind of help you through this week of the NFL Combine, you're going to hear a bunch of stuff that, quite frankly, doesn't carry a lot of value. That's next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live games, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Thinking about going to Pacers uh, Pelicans on Wednesday? Thinking about it? I don't know. Depends on if I get any dinners lined up with anybody out there. But uh, uh, the most popular thing that you should not care about coming out of the NFL Combine this week is the cognitive testing. <laughs> whether it's the Wonderlick or whether it's the S2, uh, which is the new one. I understand teams want to collect as much data as they can. They want to try to be as thorough as they can. But the S2 had a disastrous year last year where CJ Stroud's test score leaks. Um, he had the allegedly had the worst test score of, of all the quarterbacks. And that was just the ammunition that was needed for him to go through a miserable PR stretch. Anybody see CJ Stroud play football this year? If you did, you probably don't care too much about his S2 score. Right. Dan Marino notoriously scored very bad on the Wonderlake. 
yet they continue to do these tests. Why? I, for some degree, it's the way we've, we've done it is how we've done it. And we're going to continue to do it that way. But um, stuff like that gets weaponized a lot from my perspective of the PR game that happens. And PR, unfortunately, even in the draft space, is something that uh, is, is played and, and weighs heavily into decisions at times. And um, if a player has something as, as object or subjective as a, a cognitive test, but they score poorly, and I'm an agent and my player scored really well, guess what? I probably am in the game that's played, whether it's right or wrong, and I think it's wrong, but right or wrong, the game that's played is we look to leverage every possible bit that we can to posture our player over the opposition to get our players drafted higher because the fans want those players. And good teams can shut out that noise, but there's noise in every room in the league. Uh, so the cognitive testing is the number one thing that you should not care about. We already mentioned the draft rumors. Uh, it's been really fascinating to be in the space as long as I have and to kind of get a feel for uh, how the draft board operations work. And there's a, a lot of the impact that players have. You know, they, they can relatively put you in a bucket based on your film. But so much of this is the people aspect of it for the successes and the failures and uh I, I don't know if you guys remember the report that came out after the 2020 combine uh but it was that the the dolphins visit with tuatonga valoa did not go particularly well um and, and i think that's particularly interesting to then find what his experience for the first two years of his time in miami as the dolphins quarterback was like with the head coach at the time who it became very apparent very quickly was not a fan so uh, that experience in Indy created part of the impression for some members of the organization is a good thing, and for one individual, allegedly, uh, not a good thing. It was a, an impression that, that uh, did not, could not have existed prior to the combine. So anything that you're hearing during the combine Maybe it's true, but also it's so hard for that information to get out that quickly in regards to visits and meetings and how they went. But then you see like Pete Carroll and DK Metcalf dapping up at the combine without their shirts on. And that was a really impactful moment for both. And then when he's there, they took the chance to draft him. Like Team X is going to draft player or prospect Y this early in the game. It's just not, it doesn't happen that fast and it's not that concrete for as much as you want to make this about the best players available there is an element of the evaluation process that goes on behind the curtain that um is is really hard to quantify from the outside looking in and the teams really value that element of early I, I think the good ones do bringing the right people into the organization we've all seen what bad fits look like in miami the last few years whether it was uh, Vic Fangio seeming like he was not a good fit. And that had a, a trickle-down effect to the entire defensive side of the ball. And a player can be a part of that mix, too. And the last thing you want to do, uh, you don't want to bring in a Will Fuller. And, and you know, that's an extreme example because it's a free agent signing versus the draft. But 
that is absolutely something that you're mindful of uh, as an evaluator. And all of these impressions, if you weren't a senior bowl player, this is the first time you're getting in front of teams. They don't know yet. So all of this hubbub and drum about who players are going to get picked where, or they're going to team X is going to draft this position. Take all that with a grain of salt. That's the game within the game that's played uh, this time of year. What, um, what you should do for the combine, in my opinion, to, to make the most of the week is to really come in with a blank slate and an open mind to players who really feel like they would connect with the team, regardless of we need this player or that player at this position. Jackson Powers uh, Johnson is a perfect example, right? Jackson Powers is an outstanding center prospect. But, and I just did a mock draft for Touchdown Miami. You know, that's a new thing we're doing. We have a sub stack. It's called Touchdown Miami. It's it's all my long-form written Dolphins analysis. Some of it complements the show, but a lot of it is other stuff that's disassociated with programming that we do here on Lock on Dolphins. Um, I did a mock draft. I did a seven-round Dolphins mock draft last week. And I did a simulator, a PFF simulator, to do it. And Jackson Powers was not on the board at 21, so I traded down out of that pick. I would like to see what it would look like if the Dolphins had an extra day to pick anyway. But the feedback was, oh, you didn't get Jackson Powers. It's not a good mock draft. What about Zach Frazier, who's from West Virginia, who is an absolute stud? I have a feeling he's probably really going to impress the football people with these interviews as well. Super tough, has a, a reputation for being tough, uh, road grader type, big-bodied center, not as big-bodied of a center as Jackson Powers. But to shut yourself off to Zach Frazier as an outlet for Miami because, oh, I know I want the Oregon kid. This is a week for you to create new connections of yourself as a fan and a consumer of the, the football and looking to find the right pairings and fits. you got to know who... Uh, if we stay at 21, what our option is, what our best option is. If we move up, what's our best option? If we go down, what's our best option? What contingencies do we have? We go a different direction because of the best player available. And then we still need a center. Like this week can be that for you as a fan in the same way it can be that for me as a content creator, a podcaster and a columnist. And it can be like that for the team. So you shouldn't care about blinders right now as well speaking of centers and players we're going to talk players that i am particularly interested in for the dolphins that is up next here on this episode of locked on dolphins so stick with us today's episode of locked on dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. what's the first thing you would do if you had an extra hour in your day i know it'd be a lot easier for me to squeeze my workout in or take a nap i have a five month old and naps are at a premium <laughs> we're being honest a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and how to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters most to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. 
being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So let's talk players, the players, for the 2024 NFL Draft. And some of them that I really covet uh it turns out we already know aren't testing like johnny newton defensive tackle from um illinois i think would be an outstanding fit for miami the challenge is of course you have to contrast christian wilkins and the franchise tag he's not a nose tag johnny newton's not a nose tackle uh what do you do with that so we sh- the the tag deadline is March 5th, I believe. So we'll have an idea, but not before the end of the combine. But Johnny Newton's a player for me. If you're looking for contingencies at defensive tackle, it's an outstanding option, but he has a foot injury and he had surgery. Uh, that's another thing you should not care about. Players that elect not to test. You'll get all the information at some point. I don't care if a quarterback doesn't throw. I don't care if a, a player decides I'm going to test at my pro day. Um that's part of getting yourself best aligned to maximize the opportunity that you have as a player. And you only get one opportunity to do it. So if you're not, if your body's not right, I'd rather see him test and then their body be right. Uh, Brock Bowers is a fascinating one for me. Do I think it's a great positional value uh, for Brock Bowers in the first round tight end? It's it's would have to be a best player available situation. I think Brock Bowers is that. I alluded to that in the um, the touchdown Miami substack with the, the seven-round mock draft. So there's a list of players. It's about eight, eight to ten players long of realistic players that could be there at 21. So like Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr., Caleb Williams, like those guys aren't on the list. Malik Neighbors, they're not going to be there, right? They're just not. So as far as options at 21, I got a list of about eight guys long. That if they're there, I'm going to have a really hard time trading away from that player in lieu of adding more first round or more draft capital to, to the ranks. But if Brock Bowers is there, this is a big week for him to confirm himself as a either first round or top 15 type of talented tight end or potentially slip a little bit, in which case Miami could, could ask themselves, do we need to go get Brock Bowers, is that a player that you you kind of push your chips into the table for? This is a big week for him to kind of dictate that stock. Uh, another player that I'm particularly interested in is Amarius Mims, offensive tackle from University of Georgia. Less than double-digit starts on his resume. And that gets a little scary for Miami with their track record of drafting offensive linemen, and I get it. 
but his tape's really good. And it's much more mature than a player who, who really has only uh, enough starts that you can't count on both hands. But that's a player who I'm interested in, not just for specifically the fit with Miami, but how high can he drive his stock? Because if he drives his stock higher, there are a number of offensive tackles that I'm particularly interested in for Miami because they either have guard tackle flexibility uh, to play year one and then be a, a long-term heir to Teron Armstead or otherwise. Mims plays right tackle for University of Georgia. Uh, you could stay on that same path at tackle and a couple of powerful guys in Talese Fuaga and J.C. Latham. Uh, Fuaga from Oregon State, Latham from Alabama. Fascinated with both of those guys and how they test. There's going to be a lot of trench guys on here. Byron Murphy, the defensive tackle from uh, University of Texas. Um, he's like what if Devon Godshaw was a more disruptive player and not just like a, uh, a a space consumer, but not as a bigger body player as as kind of like a, a modest interior a gap defender type build. That's what I think Byron Murphy would be. Tyler Guyton, offensive tackle, Oklahoma. Uh, some guys in the secondary, Terry and Arnold from Alabama. I think he's the best corner in the class. Obviously, the, the, would there be Dolphins fans in their feelings if Miami came out and, and drafted another corner in the first round after drafting um, in a corner at 51 with Cam Smith and he didn't play last year? Of course they would. But there's no such thing as too many good good corners. I think everybody remembers that from the Byron Jones saga year in 2022. Uh, Quinion Mitchell from Toledo is another corner who stands out to me quite a bit. I think those two guys have the right physical makeup. Uh, they're, they're absolute dogs. They can play man coverage. They can play zone coverage. Uh, if you're going to tell me the Dolphins are going to draft a corner in the first round, those would be the two that I kind of have the star next to. There's some guys that I have pretty significant uh, questions on. This we can maybe help them. Wide receivers, a, a big spot for that. Keon Coleman from Florida State. I have a lot of apprehension about him as an early draft selection. Uh, and he's got the really sexy high point plays down the field. But that's a player, if you see Keon Coleman mocked to Miami, um, I get he has the physical stature that maybe Miami lacks in the wide receiver room. But this could be a big week for him to kind of infuse some enthusiasm that he has a ceiling to grow into as a route runner and separate as compared to being a high point to tack the ball in the air and, and win contested catches. Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. Uh, he passes the GPS timing speed. He's a big body guy. Uh, people are going to want to make the Debo Samuel comparison, and that's obviously getting to attached to Miami because Miami needs more physicality at wide receiver. But... Big scheme touched guy, had a big breakout this year with Spencer Rattler. I want to see that's a guy I actually want to see run the routes. You know, there's some guys you, you care more about the uh, ability to run routes than you care about the athletic testing. I know what he is as an athlete. I want to see him in the football drills and how well he runs routes relative and parallel to his peers. It's much more valuable for the perimeter guys, the guys that play on the outside and seeing them move in space at the combine than it is, in my opinion, uh, the guys that play in the trenches. Tight end that has my another one, Jatavian Sanders from Texas. Uh, that's a very low-hanging fruit Mike McDaniel type player. Uh, Tyler Newbin, safety from Minnesota. Not all these guys are in consideration for 21, but they're guys who are, are kind of uh, 
uh, top 50, top 75 players who I, I have my eye on that I think would be really good fits uh, for the Dolphins as well. Lab McConkey, if you're looking for a firm route runner for Miami, that'd be a good trade down opportunity, I think, from 21. I wouldn't draft him at 21, uh, but that's somebody who I think you could really uh, enjoy being your third receiver and, and winning uh, if you were to move down from 21. I don't think he makes it to your second round pick. Uh, but Roman Wilson, who I gave to Miami in my touchdown Miami seven round mock draft last week, uh, is my favorite wide receiver. He's an absolute dog. He's just not. He's just not a different body type. He's more of the same of what you have with Waddle and Hill and Craycraft and Barrios. And it's like, do, do you still want to go that route? If they do, th that's the guy for me. He's an absolute baller. Played at the University of Michigan. Zach Frazier, who we mentioned, uh, if they want competition for Cater Kohu in the nickel or if they're going to move Cater Kohu away from the nickel, Mike Sanrasil uh, from Michigan is a one of the best nickel players in uh, college football. Junior Colson, a linebacker, do they move on from Jerome Baker? Seems like they, they may not move on from Jerome Baker. Would not be surprised with his, his cap hit this year if there's a contract extension that's done with Jerome Baker to reduce his cap hit in year one. Uh, but the list just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And as these players test and interview, this week will be all about them on the show. And then when we get through the combine, next week is going to be the offseason blueprint, which I know a lot of people really enjoyed. It's a week's worth of programming, what I would do. If I were Chris Greer and I were in the GM shoes, what would my entire offseason look like from free agent signings, salary cap management, contract structures and renegotiations, uh, a mock draft based on how the board falls with a simulation and then a 53-man roster projection and say, look, this, this is the best roster that I could assemble within my capabilities responsibly and, and not maxing out Miami to a point where uh, it would be unsustainable beyond the season. So that's what you have to look forward to. Hope you come back and see me. It's Kyle Krabs here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Make it a great rest of your Monday. I'll be in Indianapolis starting tomorrow to have you covered. Mike McDaniel speaks to the media tomorrow. So we have that to look forward to. Hope to see you then. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.